VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hello, welcome inside Hour 3 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, how about an NFL story about a head coach and a birthday? Oh, Callahan? And that's coaching now? uh, Maybe the. It's been a while. Maybe. uh, Let's see. What year was draft day? 20. No. Bo Callahan would still be playing. (laughs) What was draft day? 2011? Oh, no, no, no. It was the Manziel year. Wasn't that like 2014? Oh, you got to make me look this up now. Draft day. It was 2014. 2014. Yeah, no, he's still playing. Bo Callahan's not with that attitude. He's not playing. That guy's not holding the clipboard. All right. Well, as soon as that rookie contract was gone, he was done. Well, he's not coaching. That's for sure. If he was that bad and flamed out, he's not coaching that. So Uh, that's not, he could be coaching high school football. He's not going to be Okay. Uh, This, you make my head hurt sometimes. Like, like physically it hurts. Like I have a brain cloud. Well, you already have a, you know, the giant head on the, uh, the neck. You got, you can't (laughs) skip neck day. (laughs) No, I, I, I really can't. I got to, I got to do neck exercises now for the next few weeks to make sure my neck stays. Oh yeah. What what are those about? Uh, it's basically like doing, you're like, um, putting your chin to your chest 
and then you're pushing your chin out, and I'm doing, like, push-ups with my shoulder blades, like, off the ground. It's like, yeah. It's like Rocky and Rocky Four, man. I mean, these, these are the types of things I have to go Only through. nothing like it. Yeah, no, 100% like it. Like, you ain't doing, doing any push-ups. Me Ooh, doing crappy. push-ups with my shoulder blades is like Rocky when he picks up Duke and his whole family with the, in the wheelbarrow and pushes them up. Hey, come on, that's what that is. That's a good, um, that's a good uh, device, right? You, you take what's around you and you work it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Jason, the next push-up you do will be the first. Oh, come on. I did plenty of push-ups. I did. One of my big shining moments in high school was doing push-ups, actually. When I was, playing, I was playing JV soft, uh, uh, baseball, and I didn't run a drill the right way. And the coach had said, anybody who doesn't run this drill, just like he was mad at us because we, were, we weren't running drills right. Apparently felt we weren't running drills the right way. And he was a nice guy, but he was like, the next guy that doesn't do it is doing 50 push-ups. We're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, okay, okay. And I ran a drill, and I didn't do what, what he wanted to do. He goes, Jason, 50 push-ups. Now, luckily, I was still in really good shape from playing freshman football. And all the guys now sit down, see me do 50 push-ups. And I did 50 push-ups. 50 and it took me a little bit but i did 50 push-ups and i was like yeah everybody clapped at the end i was like yeah 50 push-ups yeah my arms were like jello i couldn't feel them anymore i'm like yeah 50 push-ups man he was like wow the coach was like really impressed i did that then we had a pretty sharp practice after that so did you try and bite your arms thinking they were (laughs) jello no at the end i was like coach is like all right i I go i I can't throw for a few minutes so whatever we're doing i there's no way i can't even feel my arms man i was and he and we had to say he was i want you to say jv after every one of them so i had to do one jv two jv three jv i was like oh my god you were on your knees when you did these oh no no no! i did regular push-ups these are really i I, took me a long time the video took me a long time to do it but i did it they didn't have video back then mike but that was yeah that was that was when it was just still pictures and polaroids (laughs) well i don't know greg brady had that polaroid in the early 70s (laughs) (laughs) but that was the best shape i've ever been in my life was was freshman sophomore year of high school because we did so much that's why i hated football that's not good all we did was run. We ran so much, and we ran, and we ran, and I lifted weights in the offseason and everything, and it was, I, I was in great shape. It was awesome. It was on, like, this is great. And then I was like, but I hate playing football because I hate practice so much. I can't stand practice. You ready to climb that mountain again? <laughs> Let's go. I mean, we would start every practice – in high school, and this is what I mean, because I was excited to go out for the team, and I was excited because I thought, yo, oh, one, my best friend was the quarterback. He was never the quarterback. We played tackle football. I was always the quarterback. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Then I realized a whole new thing. But like every practice was, we would start with um, our calisthenics, and we would do leg raisers and arm circles which you're exhausted after that. So, so warm-ups were like a half hour, and then we would run. We would run two miles around the track in full equipment every day. And I'm going, oh, my God, this is just it, – it's awful. It was mind-numbing. And we're running – you know, we're doing – every day we do two miles. And then we practice. So now we don't really start practice until like an hour in because it takes us all this time to do calisthenics and run because that's what the coach wanted us to do. So we did this, and we have a full hour and a half of hitting practice. And then we finish by doing like anywhere between – 20 and 30 40-yard sprints to end practice, which was you're on the line. like like There were like five or six across, 
on the line go and you run as fast as you can 40 yards you stop turn everybody runs you stop run and it was it was insane and i would wake up in the morning going why am i doing this why am i but i can't quit i gotta i, I can't sure. quit this is this is the it was the worst i mean i was never in better shape in my life but i'm like this is the worst i still i still think i have some sort of 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 mental distress from that time because i still think about some of that time going oh man i can't believe it. oh i can't believe i did that all Maybe that that's running, how you strained your awful. neck you were running and you running up that hill and you're uh, in your dreams. No, stop with running up that hill. Stop, stop, stop. It's a big no, hill. It was terrible. Yeah, really, football. Pra- like when I hear Peyton Manning say, oh, I love football practice. No, that's a lie. Or it's just because he got to not to do anything because he was a quarterback and didn't get hit. Or, but all the run. No, the football practice it stinks. It's it's. Te- I can't believe you like practice. You played the same thing in high school like that. I can't believe you no, like practice. No, no, I was, I was already done. I already busted up my leg to where they wouldn't sign off on releases. Oh, so you were done in Pop Warner then? Yeah, no, I yeah, I was done. Yeah, yeah. So every time I'd try, I'd get in shape, you know, and you know, you'd be ready to go, and like, nope. And even uh, I had guys trying to goad me on at Northwestern. Uh, and look how far technology's come. You can rip your leg off and reattach it now and get back on a field. Uh, but back then, it was like, no, I ain't signing off on that knee. So, <laughs> Sorry, no, Mr. Harmon. No, I, I had the worst. Like, I would have killed for workouts like you described. We had guys whipping us in the back of the neck with whistles and throwing stuff at us. Wow. Like, no, no, we had the worst of it. Like, oh. I, if running sprints or running laps was as bad as it got, I would have killed for that. It was just so much running. And that's where I got to my lifelong hatred of running was because of that. Because no. I never really had an opinion about running until that point. And now, you know, I'm Matt Damon at the end no, of it. This Matt is just Damon. stupid. This is just stupid. Why would anybody do this? This is just – I mean, that's probably what it did. No, running is awful. Running is awful. If, not, if I'm not playing a sport and running, I'm not running. I'm just not doing it. not doing it. Uh, but <laughs> let's get into a birthday because this opens the door where I think – maybe the Jets make a coaching change in the offseason. Right now, earlier this week, we had the big expose by The Athletic, right? Diana Rossini and uh, a couple other reporters talked to 30 sources with the Jets, and they did not paint the era of Robert Sala in a great light. He's paranoid. Uh, He would throw Zach Wilson under the bus privately, but publicly would support him. Uh, relationships uh, were not good between Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson. Once Aaron Rodgers got hurt, Robert Sala wanted um, a, a, a vote of confidence for next year by Woody Johnson and Joe Douglas, and he didn't get it. It just does not paint the portrait of Robert Sala as being a strong leader. So this story gets out. Okay, nothing I didn't tell you. The Jets need to change it, head coach. Well, something funny happened. The Jets didn't wish Robert Sala happy birthday on their social media accounts after that happened because he had a birthday this week. The Jets did not wish it. They've done that for all their other coaches, do it for all the other players. In fact, we see guys get wished. Didn't the nine, didn't the, uh, who wished Jimmy Garoppolo happy birthday right before they cut him? Was it the Niners, right? Was the Niners did oh, that? Oh, yeah, no, but like they, well, we had a bunch of teams do that to players, though. Happy, hey, birthday, happy birthday, and then you're cut six hours later. Yeah. Hell, we, we had a couple of guys, I think, this year that if you looked at the timeline and really parsed it out, they were cut before the birthday message even made its way to the timeline. <laughs> so, I know that, that you, you can look at this and say, oh, is this really that big a deal? Is it, is it really that big a deal that here he is, that, that they didn't wish him happy birthday? Social media is a big thing. And whether, and whether or not you treat it as something that is incredibly important or the least important, 
this era of athletes and teams and everything that goes into sports treats social media very seriously. So the Jets not even wishing him happy birthday after this story gets out, what does that tell you? I mean, because it's not like the Jets are going to say, well, we wanted to stop the, uh, the negativity uh, that would come out if we, we wish Robert Saul happy birthday and the, and, the, and the comments that could come after that. You're going to get those comments anyway. People are commenting. On, the, the, Robert Saul was the number one trending topic on Twitter two days ago. Right. So, OK, we don't want this. They didn't wish him happy birthday on Twitter. It's a thing. It's a thing when someone do- stops following a team on social media. It's a thing when they scrub their social media profile of their team. It's a thing when they stop following their quarterback or one of their teammates in basketball. It's a thing. And this is a thing with the Jets. And for the first time, I'm wondering if maybe they're going to make a move this offseason. And if you're listening, Woody Johnson, hire Mike Vrabel. Okay, hire Mike Vrabel. You didn't. Nobody got hired. That you could say, "Oh man, I wish you had." Mike Vrabel is the guy to go get. I don't care that there may be something wrong because there's no reason why Mike Vrabel didn't get a job this I have time a, I have a theory on Mike Vrabel. I mean, there, there's got to be something, right? There's got to be something because there's a there, there's got to be a reason why he didn't get a job when he clearly was one of the top two candidates overall, right? It was Jim Harbaugh, then it was Mike Vrabel, and then maybe it was Bill Belichick, but we knew that Belichick wasn't going to get a lot of interest because his time has come and gone. But Vrabel should have gotten a gig. This is not an up-and-coming coordinator. This is a guy that has won as a head coach. He's a CEO head coach. He's a guy that the players like. He's well-regarded around the league. Everybody likes him. Hire Mike Vrabel. Because I know going into this season that with Robert Sala, it's not going to be great. Because this is a guy that struggles to be a head coach. The job is too much for him. We've gone over in, in, in much detail why Robert Sala has failed. So for right now, I think the door is open a little bit, potentially, for Woody Johnson to say, you know what? I know it's late in the game, but we're making a change. And Mike Vrabel's going to be the Jets head coach, and I'd feel much more confident going into the next season with Vrabel being the head coach and Aaron Rodgers being the quarterback than I would with Robert Sala being the head coach, knowing that there's a big level of dysfunction with the Jets, because there's always a level of dysfunction. Maybe Mike Vrabel can come in and do things differently. Maybe not, but I know how things are going with Salah. And I know it may seem crazy, but I, I don't know that you're going to get a lot of people going nuts if you fire Robert Salah and you hire Mike Vrabel. I, I think people would say, boy, you upgraded, right? You upgraded with that. Now, again, I don't know what it is. It's something with Mike Vrabel, but I'm okay with whatever it is as long as it's not too crazy because I think the guy's a pretty good head coach. Yeah, I think you know, part of it you, you could owe to maybe if he runs things in the Belichickian way, right, as we chronicled all the Tom Brady senior comments and, and everything, the interpersonal skills or whatever, if Vrabel's got a little of that. But that wouldn't fall fully into what we, we, we've we heard. Clearly, uh, acrimony with the GM and, and ownership there in Tennessee as he goes out the door. But, Mike, part of me wonders also, though, Jason, when you look at the teams that were available this time around, maybe he wasn't terribly keen on, on many of them because it's it would just be another job. Don't you want to make sure when you get the second bite at the apple, it's the right one? Maybe the Jets would be that one, and I, and I would agree. You know, as much as we talk about going from Ron Rivera to Dan Quinn, uh, maybe he's got the relentless enthusiasm or whatever. You're still a defensive guy 
in a position where you're probably going to draft a quarterback at number two. Uh, but the Jets already have their quarterback. They already have a couple of Doc Wilson, guys yeah. that are great. Well, you know, he looked really good signing and throwing those footballs. And they got a great backup, Mike, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Jason, by the way, I want to give you the opportunity to do something here that the Jets did not do today. So oh. the floor is yours if you want it. Okay, what do you got? Well, you're going to do what the Jets didn't do today, aren't you? Sing. Oh, oh, am I going to win? Hey, Robert Sala. Happy birthday. There you go. There you go. There was, that, was, was, that the, was that the right level of, of uh, intensity and happiness? Did I have no, the right level there? Oh, you need to embrace him. He's going to be around as your coach for at least the next 10 years. Because I could have gone full. I could have gone full. Happy birthday, Paulie. Happy birthday, Paulie. You could have. That would have been a nice Pauly. callback to uh, our Rocky conversation. You know, I, I could have gone happy birthday, Paulie. So, yeah, now listen. No reason I can't wish the guy a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Robert Sala. I hope Mike Vrabel's the next head coach of the Jets. I, 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 I think the, the, the door is open for that because that's something that that's discussed and and there's a reason for that. And for for Woody Johnson, who has actually played the petty game like that before, like when when John Id, this is a great story. When John Idzik was the Jets GM, and he was awful, probably one of the worst GMs in the history of the NFL. He had a, he had a draft where they they drafted twelve guys, and in, a year later, like none of them were on the team. Like Idzik was terrible, and everybody wanted him to go, wanted him to go, wanted him to go. And Woody Johnson said he accidentally liked a tweet where someone tweeted at him saying, Jets need a new GM. And, and he liked the tweet. And then he immediately took it back and said, oh, got to watch what I do on social media. That's my fault. Um, this is a guy that was never on social media. He tweets maybe like mm-hmm. once a month. But he went on there, and I think that was a message to tell Jets fans, don't worry, I'm on it. We're, we're going to get rid of this guy. We're going to have a new – and sure enough, they had a new GM uh, coming up You know, a, a couple of months later when it was over. So he actually did that little bit of a – liking a tweet oh no i didn't mean to do that and then fired the guy a little bit later so the fact that 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 hey do we wish robert sala happy birthday that's coming from somewhere and i'm telling you i think the door is open a little bit to that happen it's gonna happen exit out about a fresca exit swollen dome putting it out there mike vrabel putting it out there mike vrabel uh jason smith mike Harmon, live from the tyrac.com studios coming up next we continue to celebrate an absolute legend here on the show this is fox sports radio Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. You know, as the host of the number one rated Polly and Tony Fusco show, we get tons and tons of fan mail every day. Piles of it. In fact, Tony, why don't you open up one of those letters right now and read what's inside? Yeah, listen to this. Dear Polly and Tony, your sports takes are the dumbest and most oh, terrible. Oh, wait, not that wait, one. Wait, Open this other one. Dear Polly and Tony, you suck more than anyone. No, not that wait, one. Wait. Try this one. Dear Polly and Tony, you guys are the absolute best. There you go. At Coming up with the stupidest takes you know what, possible. Just you know what? Forget this. Just listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Fox Sports Radio. It is the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hobo. Live from the TireRack.com studios. It really... It really surprised me in a good way today to see just how celebrated the life of Carl Weathers was and how and, and the effect that he had on all of us. Because, you know, look, every day you get on social media, you find out a famous actor, actress, musician dies and, and they have a big place in your heart because you grew up listening to them or watching them or you're a big fan of theirs. And to see Carl Weathers and what people had to say about him today, who passed away yesterday at the age of 76, he had died in his sleep. It was amazing. Like all day, it was, he was the top six or seven topics on Twitter that trended. And, and, and it's amazing because it's, it's, you know, Carl Weathers is a guy that had a really great career, incredibly famous, but, you know, he wasn't Tom Cruise. He wasn't, you know, Tom Petty. He wasn't. But you see what he was able to accomplish and you see that he had something. And I realized this. I said, this guy had something for every age group that exists on this planet right yeah. now. Yeah. Right. You had the Generation Xers like us because who was Apollo Creed. Right. Then you had the next generation. You had Generation Y as as he was Chubbs. And then you had Generation uh, Millennials, Generation Z with Arrested Development, and still the people that loved him in uh, generations before are moving on. But every, and, then, and now you have now the back end of Generation Z. He was Grief Carga. Got no, he's also for, Combat Carl. Yeah, Combat Carl, yeah. Nominated for an Emmy for, for Grief Carga. And so every single age group has some kind of iconic role that they can identify with Carl Weathers. And, and that's, I mean, I, that, that, when I, once I realized that, I said, that's something that, that very few actors have. I mean, very few actors say, okay, we're going through our whole career. And because sometimes you get to a point where someone says, oh, he's that old actor that was in that stuff that was big in the 90s, or he was, he's that old guy that did this, or, oh, he's that new guy that did this and the older people don't know. But this is, at 75, he had something from, from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, the 2020s. I mean, that, that is, that's almost unprecedented to be able to have that kind of connection with that many fans. And I think that's why you saw why it was like it was on social media today. Well, and you saw, uh, we got one from, uh, from Twitter, forgetting about the role of In the Heat of the Night alongside the great Carol O'Connell. 
uh, for a while as well. So, I mean, you talk about hitting all your demographics <laughs> uh, along the way. So, uh, yeah, the outpouring of love from people that worked with him. Uh, he was directed a number of episodes uh, of television shows, people that worked with him. Our guy, Sean Merriman, right, lights out, you know, with his, his, his fighting uh, enterprise, obviously, former NFL linebacker. He's like, yeah, I saw him at Venice, you know, down in Venice at Gold's Gym, and I didn't want to go talk. He came over and introduced himself to me. Uh, and, you know, so starstruck kind of moment and all of those kind of things. But so many people, you know, and that, you know, referenced it a little bit earlier, but that minute and a half, Sylvester Stallone uh, in front of the, the iconic painting, you know, the ding, ding uh, swirl and then uh, the big the big blows to come and you're left to go, what if or what happened? Uh, you know, it, it was a touching minute and a half just talking about how his life, his career is not the same if Carl Weathers doesn't walk through that door. Uh, for Apollo Creed. So, you know, all of that, the outpouring of love, emotion, and all the clips, you know, it's always good. You know, it's sad to to lose, you know, someone that, you know, touched so many, uh, but also the the fond remembrances of all the great lines. Uh, my brothers have been t- texting me things all night, including the great, come on, we'll do it tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. <laughs> Don't you mean never? He well, walks away we yell that all the time at yeah. each other growing up. Yeah. There is no tomorrow. So, hey, how many great lines? And I've been running all lines with my wife all night. So I go, why don't we go out and get a stew? Hey, how about we go get a stew? <laughs> how about we're two and I? We're consenting adults. Let's make a stew. Uh, but, you know, the point about Rocky, and we talked about it at the beginning of the show, is that a hero movie is only as good as its villain. And I, I've, I firmly believe that. And you can look at any movie about heroes. The great movies have the best villains. And there's a reason why certain movies about heroes are legendary and certain movies about heroes, ah, they're just kind of there. Rocky is not Rocky. The Rocky series is not the Rocky series without Carl Weathers being one of the top villains in a movie all time. Like on the Mount Rushmore of greatest villains in a movie ever, he's on it, right? Because I'll go, I'll give you Darth Vader. I'll give you Hans Gruber. I'll give you Voldemort. And I'll give you Apollo Creed. Ooh, I got one that I, I would uh, I would argue should be uh, included. Okay, throw a fifth one on there. Shigur. Oh, Shigur. Anton yeah. Shigur. Yeah, Shigur. Great. Because he's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, oh, he is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I mean, absolutely <laughs> terrifying. But then you're getting into, like, Jason Voorhees, and you're getting into, you know, Michael oh. Myers and all this. Um, but for the villains, because this is a guy that helped launch, and the reason I, I got Carl Weathers on there with Apollo Creed is that he helped launch a, an incredible run of movies that is still going. I mean, this is 1976, and we had all the Rocky movies, and now we have the Creed movies that are going on, and he was able to, to launch that. Rocky is not what it is without him, because his villain, you wanted Rocky to destroy him, right? He was so good in this movie. He was so cocky and arrogant and full of himself, yeah. but talented. He moved like a boxer. I mean, you wanted Rocky to destroy this guy. You did? Right? It was fun. I mean, See, I always fun. had a problem. I always rooted for the villains. I was. Oh well, I, well, I look. I, 
what, when you're seeing the movie for the first time, you're seven years old. You, well, the movie's about this hero who has this hard luck life, and you know he can barely get a girlfriend, and his girlfriend's brother's always yelling at him, and his and his trainer doesn't even want to represent him anymore, and he's not very smart, and he's just trying to figure a way through life. And here's Apollo Creed, who is in the snazzy suits and has the entourage, and is as confident and cocky as he is. Right? The hey, it's a it's Apollo Creed versus the Italian Stallion. It sounds like a dang monster movie, right? Like he's so cocky and arrogant, right? He's throwing money to the crowd as he's as he's coming. Yeah, but who in didn't want to be that guy, Sam? I mean, but you wanted Rocky to kill him because he was that he was just so good as a bad guy. And I mean, and even I go back to the beginning when, when the when the beginning of the fight when before he even starts and the announcer says, "I've never seen a fighter so concerned about his hair," you know, because he's moving his hair to make sure, sure. his hair looks good. Well, like he to. was amazing. And I, and as time goes on, I can just so appreciate how great he was in that movie in that moment uh there's nothing like it and you don't launch an entire series of films that that's again 40 years on and still going if you don't have him as that as that villain and to see his his character who was so popular even as a villain morph into a good guy as I say, and it was kind of a natural morphing. This wasn't suddenly like wrestling where one day this guy's good, the next day this guy's bad. Like, wait, wait, what happened? Uh, he just decided to be bad. We need a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Like his 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 uh, complete heel turn from being a heel to being a hero was completely believable. And and it was so sad. And his death was so sad. I mean, you talk about all the Rocky movies. What's the moment where people say remember the most? It's Apollo getting killed by Ivan Drago in the ring. Spoiler, Sorry, spoiler alert. alert. I know. I spoiled Rocky Four. Um, yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta pause a second, let it, let him put the spoiler alert. Before he does that, <laughs> I don't need to do it because Tyshia's been playing that drop now for seven years. Yeah, so I, I think it everybody has, knows it has been a minute. Yeah. Everybody knows what happens to Apollo to Apollo's character. Well, they do now. But that, but that he did was, have a hell of a run, though. Yeah, but that was even that that was even something to say. Boy, now and now you're rooting for Apollo. And now you're rooting for it, and it's just uh, to be able to do that with a role. And this is a guy who was a football player, right? This guy played eight games with the Raiders. He's coming out of guy. I'm going to be a football. I'm going to play in the NFL. Nope, I want to be an actor. And he comes in and kills it. Like this is a role where I'm surprised he wasn't nominated for an Academy Award for. Like he, like he, he didn't win Best Supporting Actor for this because to be able to hold up the movie the way he does, to scenes by himself, not with Rocky, just with his with his man and his trainer and the entourage he has around him and all the all the old guys smoking cigars because you're the champ apollo you're the champ you're the champ i mean to hold your own like that and to be that kind of villain that is special you don't see that very often man and and i'm you know it's it's great to see sylvester Stallone kind of acknowledge it hey my career is where it is because people people understand and got into the whole rocky and, and apollo rivalry and then the friendship and then you know rocky bagging him by not throwing the towel in and letting him get killed against wow. uh Ivan Drago, which is really one of the great fault. heel turns in all of uh, movie history of not throwing the towel. Oh, I got to throw the towel in, man. Duke yelled at him. He begged him to throw the towel in. Throw the damn towel. He begged him. He begged him. But he had made his his fighters pact that no. he wouldn't do it. No. They wouldn't do it. But, I mean, think about all, all the different elements uh, of that character in the arc, you know, to your point of, you know, with the suit and, and everything, you know, he's he's the champ. He's on top of the world and he's flaunting wealth. Again, you could tie it back to all of those uh, wrestling tropes as you want. But he also had some of the greatest one-liners 
in that movie. A lot of comedic moments. Him and Burt Young and oh, whatever yeah. throughout the, oh, yeah. the, the series. Like it, yeah. it's, it has a full effect. And we didn't even acknowledge it to this point. I mean, you always remember the, the most awkward hug and race in, oh, yeah. in human history. <laughs> yeah. The race on the beach and they yes. hug at the end of three. It's yeah, the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the worst. But, you know, as, as someone tweeted, and we've talked about it before, it's like, look at him sandbag that race so Rocky has the ultimate confidence in himself. <laughs> <laughs> look at what he did for the good of the team. Team. You know, one of the lines that I run with with friends of mine that uh, is it's like it's off the beaten path, but I just think it's so funny. Was it the, in the uh, in the first one when they have the press conference about the about the fight, and when, when Apollo goes, whoa, 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 you don't think you're, uh, and they they finish at the end, and Apollo's a little mad, right? How it went because he saw that the crowd liked Rocky with his simple answers, and they kind of laughed at what he said, and they were he was upset that he lost the spotlight a little bit, and so at the end, you know, and they and and uh, the the guy says, hey. Hey, Apollo, how about some clowning shots? You know, when they when they put their fists up to each other and hold them. The reporter goes, how about some clowning shots? And Apollo hits the, hits the dais and says, this looks like a circus to you, man. And then he walks away. <laughs> well, you know. And I did so. Whenever someone says to me, hey, how about we, we do something like this? This looks like a circus to you, man. I mean, I'll say that all the time. <laughs> And it's, uh, oftentimes it does. Yeah, that's like a circus to you. And he walks out. It was all upset. Well, it's great. All upset. It's great foreshadowing for what they wrote for uh, his entrance in uh, Rocky IV. So there mm, you go. Man. Uh, I, I assume we're going to hear a little bit, maybe, maybe a tiny bit, maybe a little bit, a little bit of James Brown. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios. Coming up next, well, it looks like one person's attendance at the Super Bowl can be confirmed. It's next right here, Jason and Mike. Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. I had to embrace this song today and 
Starbucks. I go in to get a drink, <laughs> and I get in line, and this song is playing, and I go, "Is I, I want to go? Is Alex Tyshirt the, the barista today? Is he is he making this? Is he picking the songs here? No, actually, I DJ for Starbucks sometimes. <laughs> Starbucks. DJ. I'm playing all of this at every so at every Starbucks throughout the greater Los Angeles area in case Jason goes in to get a mocha. Well, well but you've been putting. But, but Alex, if he's been putting in his rewards information and whatever else, yeah. you know and you can track his history of when he might show up at a Starbucks. Well, also with that there, neck, Mike, he's not going too far from home. That's true. Working my, at a very my short neck radius. Is better. My neck is better. I've been happier the last few days, but still I got to do exercises and it's just a pain. It's just really a pain. You took a couple it steps. It stinks. It absolutely stinks. How are the uh, drugs? But, uh, you know, they're okay. They're okay. I, it's it's the point where I'm like, you know what? Now it's just like holding my head up is difficult for so long. Well, you got a like big dome, man. It's, I, I know. I got a seven and three quarter size You got a bochi head. up there. I know. It's very difficult. You got difficult, a bochi man. and you've been skipping neck day at the gym for years. There's Speaking no such of your thing big head, what's, what was up with that A's hat you were wearing? Oh, I have an A's hat. Well, because I'm a big Moneyball fan. My daughter got me an A's hat for Christmas. She must not like you. We we both love Moneyball. She got me an A's hat, so I wear it all the time. But that hat wasn't in Moneyball. But it's an A's hat. She got me an A's hat. I'm going to wear it. What am I going to do? Not wear it? That's not the hat. Nope. You that's did not, not get the proper the right hat. One. No. That's not I the mean, proper hat. I mean, do people hat. look at you weird? Do you get booed when you wear it? No. I Does anybody know who the no. team is? Are you kidding? People leave me alone. Oh, Deuce is an A's hat. Let me leave him alone. You think Let people are laughing at your jokes? It's just the I can, I can go out and just have my own day, you know, and I wear an A's hat. Oh, just let, let the guy go, man. Let the guy go. He I knows. had no idea it was Moneyball related. My bad. <laughs> yeah, no. She's like, all right, great. She got, me, she got me an A's hat, and she got me a Jason Voorhees Friday the 13th hat. I'll wear that when I come in next week. I got a Friday the 13th hat I wear all the time. Well, that's interesting. This is a big bloody hockey mask, and it says F-13 on the back, and it's got a patch on it that says Camp Crystal Lake 1981. <laughs> like, like it won a championship. Like Voorhees won a championship by killing everybody in the second movie. Is this an, an officially licensed product or a fan? Yes. Oh, it's a Friday, like oh no, no. It's a Friday the 13th hat. Yeah, it's officially Friday the 13th hat. Oh, okay. She, she get that in downtown in an alley somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she found that guy that esca- was evading police earlier. I don't know. She just walked on that in. chase that the three of us were all watching. She just walked right in. Where'd you get that Friday the 13th hat? At Lids. Lids. They had a fr- at Lids. They did. Okay. Very good. Wow. Very look at that. that. Lids. She walked right in. Lids has it. At the uh, Westfield Mall. Westfield Mall at Lids. There we go. There you go. Thank you very much, baby girl. There's some branding there yeah. as well. Nicely done. Um, now, yeah. the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Tyrec.com studios. Taylor Swift can now officially make the Super Bowl. The Japanese embassy, this is, this is how big a deal this is. The Japanese embassy says Taylor Swift should comfortably make the Super Bowl via her flight from Tokyo. We know this. She's doing a show that leads into the Super Bowl. 12-hour flight, 17-hour time difference. The embassy says we can confidently speak now to say that if she departs Tokyo in the evening I like after that. her speak concert, now. she should comfortably arrive in Las Vegas before the Super Bowl begins. Taylor Swift... Will be at the everybody will be okay. She will be at the Super Bowl, and she said, "Speak now." There's no question. Uh, look, you can always move the uh, the concert up a little bit. I mean, they realize it is an international kind of event, and they want her on that stage. 
Hey, listen, I know the concert was supposed to uh, uh, was supposed to start at 7.30. We're going to start it at noon. Wait, what? Yeah, I got a little bit earlier today, guys. A little bit early. We have it. Well, you know what? It's the concert series, those concerts, uh, the only thing she's probably doing in that part of the world for a couple of years, I think folks will make, uh, make some change. Now, okay. here's what I want, because here's a way we can capitalize, and, and Super Bowl Sunday can capitalize over the endless hours of pregame, right? You have an ISO cam on Taylor Swift the entire time. She leaves, she leaves the concert, and you can watch it on your TV. And with the, with the correct time in one corner, the time of the Super Bowl, and then the countdown. Like countdown, like how many tw- hours Like an Super episode Bowl. of 24? <laughs> yeah, it goes tick, tick, tick. And you just watch her go, and it follows her in the limousine to the airport. She gets on the plane. She sits on her seat for twelve hours and hang whatever. And you get then she gets off the plane and into the into the limo and gets her to the like an ISO cam on Taylor Swift. I would watch that all day. It would be like in the corner, kind of like the U log at Christmas time. But I would watch that all day. No, I would have that on an alternate feed. Hey, would you like to see this? This stream of her leaving Japan. Here, remember that commercial you liked earlier from Tua Tonga Vailoa and uh, and Sir Patrick Stewart? Head on over to Paramount Plus. We got you covered. <laughs> Boom. What's, Nobody's what's complaining about Peacock anymore, are they? It's 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 just an ISO cam on Taylor Swift. What is she doing? Nothing. She's on a plane. Oh, so it's live, yes. And she's not doing anything. No. Well, I gotta watch that. But then they have to pull the curtain when it's time for her to sleep. Because otherwise, you know, come on. And you celebrate everything, and you have so you have some kind of like uh, um, uh, fireworks go off on your screen when she makes it. Hey, she's at the game! She's at the game! Congratulations! She's coming down the tunnel like it's a WWE pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> exit outbound of Fresca. Exit swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. We get back into a big story in the NFL coming up next. When a heel turn is no longer a heel turn. This is Fox. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, At these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app.